0: Good day to you, wherever you may be. This is Episode 9 of The Production Room, brought to you by Replay, the collective marketing agency. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mikhail Alfon and Hannah Moyer. Mikhail Alfon, he's our head of content strategy And Hannah Moyer, she's our head of operations. Today, we're going to talk about search engine marketing and social media marketing, how they're fundamentally different and how they can be leveraged together to generate leads, nurture leads, and drive them to conversion. Uh, Search engine marketing, as we all know, it's intent based. It's based on search. So when someone goes online, they search for a product or a service, whatever comes up on the search results page, the ability of a brand and a company to leverage those positionings is based on organic and paid. So you can pay for positioning using like AdWords, Google AdWords. So you can pay for premium positioning and you pay per click. Or you can invest an opportunity to come up in the organic section, and that is through, through through basically through relevant content, and leveraging the way that the search engines index content so that you can come up for a relevant search results. Social media marketing obviously is leveraging social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and the list goes on and on and on and on. There's new social media networks that are coming up, but those are really the kind of key, the, the key ones that should be uh, that you should be focusing on. Um, social media platforms um, are, are, are have built in data analytics tools um, the the targeting especially on platforms like Facebook and Instagram are ex- extremely granular you can you can target anybody you can go after uh, you can go after interests and you can go after a lot of demographics from income to from age to places where you live to Facebook pages that you like and to interests that you have and, and different uh, things like that so um as far as uh, both types of marketing are concerned, a main difference between the two, obviously, they're fundamentally different in the sense that search engine marketing is really intent-based, right? Um, someone's going on a search engine and they're searching for something very specific, um, whether it be a product or a service, or whether it be, you know, um, a place that they're looking to visit, it, the or a question that they're looking to answer. The, the list goes on and on and on for the things that you can search for, obviously. Um, The social media marketing is like kind of like Facebook. We talk specifically about Facebook. It's kind of like a party, right? Facebook created a platform for people to connect and engage with each other in a very unique and a social way. And then they figured out how to monetize that through advertising. So um, the Facebook advertising platform, episode number five, um, uh, we go into a lot of different strategies. So if you're currently uh, advertising on Facebook or you're thinking about advertising on Facebook, I suggest you go back to episode five. It's a great episode. We really talked about how to really hone your skills there, be really targeted and run sexful, successful campaigns. But Mikhail, when it comes to social media marketing, companies really need to know their consumers um, to increase the traffic to their sites and in order to drive traffic to their, to their properties from their social media platforms. What is, an, what is important for companies to research when it comes to company, consumer trends?
1: Uh, I think one of the things that they can research is what their competitors are doing. Um, so, you know, if let's say you're trying to compete with Coca-Cola and you have a cola drink, right? What are they doing correctly, and uh, how are how is their audience reacting to different marketing pieces or advertising pieces that uh, they're putting out? And that's definitely one thing that you can do. In addition to that, understand who you are actually going out to. Um, you know, it's it's interesting how many times that we've even talked to business owners that have built great businesses and their answer to who's your tar- target demographic is everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not. right? No, uh, so understanding who your buyer is is very important especially considering you can target exactly who that is using the uh, Facebook and social ad platform
0: so Facebook ad platform has grown there's over five million advertisers that pay for advertising on Facebook every single month alone um, and that that number is growing every single day Facebook's ad platform is wildly successful um, because of the way that you're able to build campaigns the way that you're able to target your audiences um, and there's a lot of there's you've probably noticed this you go on to Uh, Macy's Nordstrom's or you go somewhere on Amazon you're looking for an iPad or you're looking for t-shirts or pants or shoes and then you log into your Facebook page you scroll through your news feed and you start to see that you're getting retargeted um, for the same products that you were looking at Um, so I mean obviously uh, a little weird in some ways a little creepy Um, obviously there's uh, there's you know there's some big brother aspects to that that may catch people by surprise and make them feel uncomfortable. Um, for me, I, I know that it's going to happen, so it doesn't necessarily surprise me. Maybe for people that are not in the advertising game, um, maybe in older generations, that's something that is a cause c- for concern. For them, it's not for me. But when it comes to increasing sales, um, is this something that should be used as an effective strategy or is it something that might turn off, your, uh, turn off consumers?
2: I think it can, be, it can definitely be used for either in a good way or a bad way for good or for evil. But I think it is valuable because people most likely are not going to buy something the first time they see it. They're going to do the research. They're going to read the reviews on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and whatever other online retailers that the product is at. And so they need that reminder of, oh, right, I looked at those running shoes or that iPad. Maybe, do I want to buy it? Do I not? Oh, maybe I should look at a different retailer. Do I want to look on eBay? And so the act of retargeting is all part of the sales process. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting to note that ever since Facebook has acquired Instagram, the data is linked. And so you may not see it on Facebook necessarily, but you might see it on Instagram. And mm-hmm. so that's something that I had some friends going, Oh no, they have all my data. And I said, well, you signed up for that. Yeah. And so yeah. you shouldn't really expect any surprises with how people are going to be retargeting, retargeting through it.
1: Yeah. Additionally, I think before, You know, a long time ago, it was like you need, what, seven touch points to convert somebody, right? Uh, Now it's increased to like 42 different touch points. It's not any less uh, intrusive than Geico having a billboard at the Angels Stadium or the Dodgers Stadium, right? It's like, why are you here? Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. But it's just, like Hannah said, staying in somebody's mind consistently. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think another point of, about that is that on Facebook, p- if people are scrolling through, they're free to engage with it. Um, I saw an article, I forget where it was, sorry, but that because they're scrolling Facebook, they're free to engage with it, which makes them more likely to actually click because they're not really doing anything. If they get an email, they're probably looking at something else and planning an event or whatever people are using email for, and so email marketing definitely has its value. It's an owned space when you have their email address, but utilizing that downtime and the lazy factor of oh it's 3 p.m at work and I'm bored and I don't want to work so it's yeah. another way to look at it
0: gotcha so in this umbrella of search engine marketing there's search engine optimization I touched on it briefly search engine optimizations fo- focuses on your positioning in the organic section right in the place that um, is not paid so seo is like there's a lot of there's on page there's off page uh, seo that you can do um the descriptions and the metadata and all those types of things in the back uh, on the in the source code of the page itself, the things that the search engine uses to rank pages, um, that is sort of kind of falling by the wayside. And it's, it's a lot. It's very much heavily content based. Right. You can't. It's all about unique and original content and your ability to uh, create u- unique and original content so that the search engines consider you to be relevant and so that you can come up on the search results page um, higher ranking organically so you don't have to pay per click. Um, why is it important for companies to use both on-page and off-page uh, strategies?
1: Well, you got to look at your website as as an own space, as your storefront, right? That's where essentially you want people to come to either opt into some email campaign or purchase product, whatever it might be. All your off-page SEO for those that may not know what that is it's like you know making sure that you're featured in different articles and backlinks so on and so forth Uh, that's those are like additional billboards for you that are driving traffic back to your website so you have to let you have to let people know that you exist and if your you know your uh, what is it bath bomb website isn't going to come up against the other hundred million bath bomb websites then you have to be in multiple places like social media and like you know, different publications that match, uh, that match your industry to make sure that you're found. Um, you know, look at, and this is another thing, and it kinda goes back to your first question. Look at what comes up when you search for any sort of product or any sort of topic. A lot of times you're gonna see, you know, there's different publications that may come up, but there's also tweets, there's also Facebook, there's also Instagram pages um, and, and social pages. So uh, offsite SEO is definitely very important, especially since it's highly competitive Um, on uh, in the on-site SEO world
0: so I mean as far as this SEO world is concerned it seems to me like the first page of Google is becoming like are we going to one day look I mean when you go on mobile you do a search it's like pretty much all ads like a lot of the ads a lot of the space there is taken up by by paid search is the will there be a day where we log in do a search and it's all ads
1: uh, yes and no, but I think it's going to weigh heavily, uh, um, and it's going to weigh heavily on what other people are saying about what you're doing, and we're already seeing that uh, now with like Amazon. People are searching mm-hmm. on Amazon for a lot of different products, um, so it depends on what in, in what industry. But if in products, for example, the be- the more uh, real reviews that you have, and the better that your reviews are, the higher chance you have of coming up. So
0: it's it's uh, it's leaning to more social. So, yeah, so social is huge. How is it that some, how is it can, how can a company use both search and social together in to generate leads and drive them towards a conversion event? Social can be used
1: for discovery. Again, it is a type of SEO, right? So, you know, if you're, if you're creating new content and pushing it out there, all right, let's back up two seconds create your blog, your video, your audio piece, whatever it is, Host it on your website, take that link, put it out on social media, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's kind of your shared content that you're using, a piece of own content on your site, and now using it as a billboard on social pages, such as Instagram, Twitter, so on and so forth. So the idea is to attract somebody with that unique piece of content, have them and have that content, drive them to your website, and there to, if you want to be really... Shiesty about it, you know to view the whole article you got to sign up or just have them there And hopefully you're delivering enough value where somebody will actually want to um, opt in for a newsletter or buy some of your stuff
0: gotcha Um, so Now we've got technology like Alexa um, and Alexa skills um, are going to be a thing of the future right another thing now so it's one thing that we you know really want to focus on but which allow, uh, Alexa allows people to talk, speak a keyword phrase, search for something without typing a keyboard, touching a keyboard, and then Alexa generates an answer. We've also got Siri for that, too, as well. Um, how, how does this type of innovation affect search engines and where, Alexa's, uh, where Alexa answers are sourced from? Um,
1: I, think, I think the thing to understand is that Amazon because most of that information is being sourced from Amazon. If you go to alexa.com, it's an Amazon company, right? Uh, Amazon is a giant, and because most of people's buying behaviors are, are coming from, or buying purchasing behaviors are coming from Amazon, we have to think again. How can we optimize there? And it's not that you don't focus on Google because, as as it stands today, you know Google is still getting more search queries. But Amazon in itself is a search engine as well yeah. for different types of products. So I think that the bigger thing to understand is how people are searching uh, is something to think about because as it becomes a lot easier to do it, um, we just have to be able to adapt. You know what I mean? Like we're not typing it in. Even Siri, for example, the the search results are never that great. You know, you ask, "Hey, what's the best wing place around here?" And it says, "I found five wing places." Mm-hmm. The, the The idea is to say, "What's the best wing place around here?" Alexa,
0: and she says, "Wing nuts." Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's let's take for a company for example, and let's just um, pull an example for a company. Let's say it's a consumer services company. So let's say um, a dentist or a, a law office. Let's say they've got a hundred grand a year to spend on advertising. Um and they've got a hundred thousand dollar budget and they're sitting around on their their table or they're working with an agency and they're trying to figure out what the where where how is it that they can best utilize that ads that those dollars in order to accomplish their marketing initiatives which are to create leads to generate leads and create a demand right number one number two is to generate sales and build a brand right so how is it that they can wh- where should they spend that money what should they do
2: it's ideally it would be a mix and so in the beginning the first say 60 90 days you want to have that split of do your seo do your social media marketing and then after that you test it because ultimately you can do the research and you can see what's happening and your demographics and your industry and the location but you need to see what works for your particular audience so you find your audience put some on Facebook, do the content development across social media, LinkedIn, whatever you want to do. And then you also work on SEO and you can use the content that you're building for SEO to work in social media. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of finesse it. You say maybe this month we pivot a little bit and we try something else and we try some new keywords. And I know it's not a very hard and fast answer, but ultimately to a point you're just making things up and you're just trying to, you're figuring it out as you go along (laughs) because the algorithms are changing and just have to keep up.
1: Well here's the thing as information becomes more it, it's it's more available right and people are easily are can easily create all this information you have to <laughs> do something that separates yourself so generating sales and generating leads are comple- is a completely different conversation than building a brand mm. um but brand uh, you know something that somebody like you know you take the big companies like nike you take mike diamond plumber we were just talking about this yeah. guy he's built that brand over years and years and years and that's something that comes to mind mm-hmm. you think of basketball sports you think of nike because they've built brand and uh you know driving you know, you got to think of how your consumer is searching. Nobody's, like, I don't think anybody's going to be, like, see a Facebook ad for a lawyer and be like, oh, shoot, I should divorce my wife today. Right. But they're probably going to search for best attorney on Google. So mm-hmm. spend your ad dollars there. Mm-hmm. In terms of building a brand, though, using Facebook and taking your time and maybe resources in a camera or a camera crew or whatever it might be to create videos answering common questions ar- around, like, you know, any law thing if it's a divorce I've never had to go through that Thank goodness but it's like if it's a divorce it's like what can I expect in you know in child custody litigation whatever yep. it might be answering those types of questions to build trust within your community mm-hmm. so that when they do search you that re and they look you up and that reinforces that you are the dude mm-hmm. will help uh, will help your closing process and your sales process exponentially because you've essentially done the interview and that initial consultation for your people
0: mm, interesting so you can use search to capture that intent. Someone that searches for, let's say, um, personal injury attorney, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Irvine, California, they're not practicing their typing skills, right? They're looking for something very specific, right? But. Uh, in the process of selecting a lawyer, there's a, there's a lot of research that goes into that, right? It's a very personal, very important decision that needs to be made, right? And there's research and vetting that's going to be done until you know, uh, in order to come up with a, a you know a decision that someone feels comfortable with. So generating, you know, capturing that person when they're searching for those things. So being there when they're searching for that is mm-hmm. great. And then they land on your website, they land on your w- landing page. You can pixel them, right? Mm-hmm and then you can retarget them on social media, right? So building, like you said, like getting in front of a camera and answering common questions, building building trust with your audience and building yourself up as an authority figure, mm-hmm. as someone who can be trusted, is a great way to marry your search and your social media, right? right. You bring people in because they're clearly looking for that, and then you build trust through social media mm-hmm. by being able to leverage different sorts of content that you couldn't necessarily do on search.
2: Absolutely.
0: Uh, what do you think about that, Hannah?
2: I think it's yes to be to, for the short version but also we were talking about retargeting earlier maybe this last episode where it feels a little slimy to retarget in legal battles or legal um i mean like if you're someone google's divorce lawyer and then you retarget them about that that's kind of slimy is but you ready
1: to, to divorce your wife yet <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> good idea slimy execution but it's personal injury or entrepreneurship or say not even in a bad way it's someone has looking for startup lawyers in san francisco Mm -hmm. you retarget them on facebook of ready to incorporate yet right and Mm -hmm. so it's using it in a good way and to create that um the transparency and the the trust and just it's a big web and you can't Really, do one without the other. You
0: mm-hmm. gotta understand. Yeah,
1: yeah, and 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 here's the thing too. I don't know about you, but for me, but when I find a new company or a new person or something like that, the first thing I'm doing is looking, oh, is googling media. their name, <laughs> looking up to see if they have an Instagram, seeing their Facebook, da da da. So even if th- you don't decide to use Facebook ads for uh, for any sort of attorney or whatever it might be, like, you should still have a presence there because the more active you are and the more content you have there is a good reference for people to think to themselves, oh, wait, he's the real deal. He's been doing this for a long time. He's spoken about a lot of these different things publicly. You know what I mean? He didn't just, like, get his, you know, he didn't just Put up on a website that he's a lawyer. You know yeah. what I mean. So, uh, it's it's a trust thing. They're gonna use yeah. Together.
0: They're gonna use those resources, your social media pages, things like that, mm-hmm. to make a decision. Yeah, it's a place where they can learn about you. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Especially for millennials, because I mean, this is we're sitting at a table of millennials right now. We do we go to the Instagram, we go to Twitter, we go to mm-hmm. LinkedIn, and so if you're targeting an older audience, you might want to use it in a different way, but you still want to have that presence because. First time I meet someone like Mikhail, I go on Instagram and mm-hmm. see how they're doing. So you want to have that really solid brand presence.
0: So what would you? What advice would you give a company who's like, <clears throat> they know they, they need to step up their advertising game. They know that they need to do, be a better marketer. Mm-hmm. What are the steps that they take? Is it social media marketing? Is it SEO? <clears throat> or do they focus on their brand first? What is what is sort of the order, that the boxes that they need to check to make sure that the money that they are spending in advertising and in marketing is going to actually you know produce fruit um, make sure that your foundation
1: is set up have your website done have some pieces of content done right make sure that your social pro- profiles are set up and stay active on those things some of that is relatively free for the for the smaller new business for example you can do you can rent a squarespace site for 20 bucks a month but make sure that you have essentially your storefront or your home set up in your foundation um, after that I would say continue to Depending on what your budget is, continue to produce content. You can do a lot of this yourself from your phone or from your laptop. If it's a blog or if it's you know a video or whatever whatever that might be, build that out while you're running ads on the platforms that make the most sense for you. Uh, for a plumber, a lawyer, whatever it might be, uh, that's probably better for search. For you know, mm-hmm. f- for products like shoes. Uh, linens, anything, you know, that type of thing. I don't, what are those Consumer called? Consumer products. Consumer products. You know, uh, Facebook might be a better idea for you because it's like, you know, because it looks pretty. Like those types of things tend to be impulse buys, buys and things like that. So, you know, you got to understand where you're at, but that would be the order.
0: So focus on who who it is that you're going after. Mm-hmm. Understand them. Understand their journey that they go through mm-hmm. to make a purchase, whether it's hiring a lawyer, whether it's buying shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding those things, doing the foundational work, understanding your buyer persona, developing your brand, the internal and the, out, the external characteristics of your brand, who you are, why it is that you do what you do, how do you do those things, mm-hmm. and then what exactly do you do to manifest those things yeah. in action. And that that work will ultimately determine where your focus needs to be. Your focus needs to be. In both places, but what your first step is, or how is it that you can attack and create a, a cohesive strategy, right. is going to be produced or be a fruit of or a byproduct of your foundational work being done.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you don't have any money, then just you know s- search your competitors' follower list and start trying to siphon those people. Uh, search hashtag you know, Santa Ana and reach out to people that way. If you're a product to let them know about what it is, there doesn't have to be a lot of money involved mm. if you don't have it, but you know, there's a lot of different things that businesses can do. And because we're so connected, there's no excuses to why you can't be successful.
2: Yeah. yeah money is not an excuse Yeah. yeah. today. Like yeah, if you don't you have do money, more, you've got
0: hustle. Yeah, Yes. Exactly. Right on, guys. Well, this has been a great episode. Obviously, social media marketing and search engine marketing is, is a foundation of what we do and help for our clients. Um, this has been a great episode. Hopefully, you've been able to drive some value out of it um, and learn a little bit more about what your next move should be, um, how you can maybe uh, get yourself unstuck from a place where you are currently stuck. Um, this has been an episode, episode nine of The Production Room, brought to you by Replay, the collective marketing agency. My name is Sam I'm the head of growth operations here. And until next time.